Hey Travel Biz CEO listeners, today we are starting a three-part series on bringing on ICs or independent contractors into your travel business. Often referred to as the Queen Bee model, bringing on ICs is not for the faint of heart. Many in our industry will tout it as a way to make easy money, and in our opinion, that could not be further from the truth. We are interviewing three very different business owners, including our very own Ashley Medish McCoy, on their process of bringing on ICs, who it is a good fit for, and how it can be an incredibly rewarding, and yeah, maybe even lucrative for some, business model for those willing to pay the price and willing to dig deep and do the work. Stay tuned, let us know what you think, and enjoy. Hey, travel advisors, you are listening to the Travel Biz CEO podcast by Kinship Travel Academy. It's not enough to just love travel. You need to have the appropriate business systems, marketing strategies, and mindset tune-up and coaching to make it in this business and step into the role of CEO. That's why we focus on all three. We are Wendy, Ashley, and Crystal, your hosts of Travel Biz CEO and the founders of Kinship Travel Academy. We are three travel advisors that saw a glaring need in the travel industry, the need to look at the whole advisor. Through our own travel business journeys, we all joined communities and signed up for courses and masterminds to help push us to the next level, and all of them ended up falling short of our expectations. That's why we started Kinship Travel Academy, where we focus on the mind, body, and soul, or the marketing, business operations, and mindset of a travel advisor. It's a program for modern travel advisors created by modern travel advisors. Welcome to the next chapter of the travel industry. everyone. Welcome back to the Travel Biz CEO podcast. I'm delighted to be joined today by the wonderful Denise Lorenzen. She's the owner of Dreams Travel Consulting, and she is a very active and giving community member of KTA. We're really grateful to have her in our community. And she is with us today to talk about the whole, what we call in the industry, the queen bee model, as in your business model is that you have an agency and you have sub-agents or independent contractor, typically they're independent contractors um, that fall under your agency and you are a full service agency that has multiple agents serving clients that can come in so many different forms, so many different focuses, niches. Um, and everything, but if you've been in the industry for a while, you've heard this as a potentially lucrative, um, scalable business model for the travel industry. And she has been so generous to provide some of her time and experience in this model. And so I'm going to ask her a series of questions about her experience with this. And I know a lot of you out there are considering this type of business model. So we think that this will be really helpful as you go along your path. So without further ado, I wanna quickly just let you introduce yourself to us, Denise, and tell us about your travel agency. Okay, well, I started Dreams Travel Consulting 
officially in 2014, but I've been in the travel industry since about 2008, seven, eight. And I have worked as an IC myself. So I was very familiar with the model. I also um, was a like a team leader with an agency. So I kind of understood how that progressed. And so I always knew I wanted to have my own business, my own agency. I launched in 2014 and worked at just developing our brand and who we are and kind of selling into that before I brought on ICs. And I brought ICs on officially in 2017. So do you, does your agency have a specialty? Yes, we are a family travel specialty, Mm -hmm. but we, we are full service. We, we do everything. We, we tend to think that family, it's not, doesn't have to be the typical parents and kids. Family is the people you love and the people who you connect with. And so our, our passion is about connecting people Mm -hmm. and being able to help them bond and make those memories through travel. And Mm -hmm. so we, by default, because we are family travel specialists, we do a heavy amount of Disney. Mm -hmm. Um, That is one of our passions. And then um, we do a, a, everything else too. We do a lot of uh, groups like multi-generational groups as well. Cool. Well, you guys can't see because this is audio only, but (laughs) quite a bit of Disney swag in the background. It's really cute. Um, And I have to say as an agency owner who has ICs, it's kind of, it's always been difficult for me to answer our specialty too, because when I've brought on ICs, each of them sort of identifies their own niche. And so it's kind of, you know, I feel like us queen bees, so to speak, sometimes end up saying, well, we do everything. And then, so it's like, well, <laughs> what does that yeah. mean? And it's like, well, because I have an IC who does this and I have an yes. IC who does this. So that's always sort of a hard question to answer. And I think you answered it beautifully. So thank you. Yeah. And, that hard question right off the bat. <laughs> and, and actually I am moving in a direction of bringing on ICs that are a little bit more geared towards something mm-hmm. that we can keep everything in house should someone not feel comfortable chart, you know, doing one destination, but somebody else would. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. And we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. So, So I guess my next question is, and this, you know, I think the people listening are going through this in their minds right now, possibly, why did you decide to bring on sub agents or ICs? I, I think ultimately it was because I enjoy helping and mentoring those that are wanting to get involved as well. Uh, I remember when I was first new and I had a couple people stand out to me and kind of held my hand and, and I wasn't with an agency right away. I was kind of doing it on my own and it's very difficult when you don't have that guidance. So I, I want to be able to give that back and help others grow their business and develop it and uh, mentor them and, and teach them, teach them the things that we've learned the long and hard way. (laughs) So I enjoy doing that. I enjoy um, monitoring them and, and uh, having that bigger picture. It's definitely a lot of blood, sweat and tears. It it takes a while to develop. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, and this is part of the reason we wanted to have these conversations on the podcast. I don't think a lot of people realize when they're considering this business model, 
how much work it is. It's not just you, you find, find somebody and then they just go. You, right. Even if they're experienced in the travel industry, you still have to train them on how you do things in your agency, your consortium, mm-hmm. or um, ho- if you're hosted as well. So um, you have to be ready to do some mentorship and training, even if it's a minimal amount. Um, yes. If you're not comfortable and you don't have the patience for that, you really need to reconsider the idea of pursuing this business model. So I totally um, agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned that like your motivator was helping people and training them because it is a huge part of, of this, you know, particular yeah. business. Yeah. You have to want to lead or, and it doesn't have to be massive, but for mm-hmm. me personally, my big picture is not a huge agency it's a small Mm -hmm. boutique agency but you have to want to put that time in and that energy Mm -hmm. and to to mentor them because that will all be without pay and Mm -hmm. you have to look at (laughs) what's coming down the what's coming down the way you know it's it's going to pay off eventually but for me that's the beauty of it you know to see their wins and to be able to celebrate with them so No, you make a good logistical point. I mean, especially if you're bringing on brand new advisors, as we all know, it takes time to build up your clientele. And then as we know further, nobody gets paid until that travel's done. So get that commission split that, you know, agency owners usually use as their, you know, justification for having ICs. Um, It takes time. So it's a a long game. So you need to go into it with that mindset. Yes, Um, Okay, so that brings me to a really good question. Well, it's a good question to me. I don't know if people listening will think it is. But I guess the question is, are there any important lessons that you learned in the process of bringing on other agents that you think people should be aware of as they're considering this business model? Um, And, you know, it could be anything from a very specific technical thing to just a very broad mindset thing. Feel free to share away. So I think one of the first biggest things is value of your time and, and make sure that you set up your program the way that you feel that you want to be valued or paid because there are other agencies out there that will bring on ICs for, for no charge, Mm -hmm. just as there are agencies that don't charge a service fee and some that do. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's a model. Um, for me, I had to, I want my uh, ICs that come on to have skin in the game and I don't want them to just think it's nothing. And so I had to find the right balance of putting a monetary value. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I played around with that. I mean, i tried different prices and everything. And right now, you know, we have it kind of set where I think that it works for us, where there's a little bit of a larger fee when you join, you got your training, and then you have a monthly fee. Mm -hmm. Um, That to me is probably one of the biggest things is make sure your systems like that are set up ahead of time. Because if you start changing them as you go, then the message set could could not be very well, you know, like, especially if I see start talking that, (laughs) and then also your splits, like, what do you, 
make sure you, you are happy with all of that. Take some time and actually talk to other business owners that are doing it to see what they're doing. I found that most of us were around the same in the split. And I, I think those are the two most important things. Other than that, your, your other systems, CRM, that was one mistake where I went in with one, I started with one and then I changed to another and then, yeah. And, And so finally I'm just, I'm settled now on something and all the other things I will make be like, if, if they want to use it, they can, but this is the one main thing they have to use, you know? So there's no right or wrong answer out there. I mean, even with systems, there's no right or wrong system. Everything has its own value and it's just what works, but really take the time to figure out those kinds of things first and put all of that in place. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, the reason why is like, if you try to change something like a CRM, it's one thing when it's just you by yourself and uh-huh. maybe a virtual assistant or whatever. Yeah. But if you try to change it with even one, I see or two or, you know, <laughs> dozens, Yes. you have to retrain them and you have to, you know, reinforce and even and then all that data, you got to move over. And, and if, especially and not, yeah, we're not saying, you know, don't fix the system. If it's broken, it's, you know, we all know that sometimes you have to make those difficult decisions, but I mean, I guess what we're trying to say, and I don't know if you've experienced this, if people have come to you for advice on bringing in ICs, when people come to me, usually I find that they have a lot of work to do in their business or on their business before it would be appropriate to bring on ICs. You know, they don't, they don't yeah. have a contract put together. They don't have, yes. a, you know, an SOP or standard operating um, system for their client care services. If you can get that stuff solidified yes. and documented before you bring on ICs, your life will be a thousand times easier. <laughs> um, yeah. All the forms for onboarding. Um, if you're trying to grab them as you go, um, which I did, I had someone come to me and say, I really want to do this. And I was planning on it but I wasn't quite there yet. And when she came and it was just like, Ooh, you know, this is a sign. And so I scrambled to get all that together. So yeah, all of the the logistics, how are you going to onboard them? What's your training? Like I've changed my training several times over, you Mm -hmm. know, it's just it. it, um, And now I'm in the process of like I'm adding to my training. And so anytime that I choose to, do something for them, like a little mini training. I'm, I'm now in in a process where, okay, we video it or we, you know, we record it and then on it goes into the library of the rest. So now I'm developing more training as I go, um, having all those ideas and lay them out, Mm -hmm. like actually lay them out. I use Trello board now and, Mm -hmm. and lay out everything that you want to do on each subject and you're, you know, one for your onboarding and what forms are you going to be sending and what's your contract going to be like? And I have yeah. a slow board too. <laughs> I know. Uh, I feel well to embrace it, but I do love it now. 
Yeah, I mean, whatever system you want to use, it's fine. Just make sure it's documented because the more people you bring into your sphere of your agency, the more responsibility you have. And if something happens to you, or even if you're just on vacation, you need to have that documentation in place so that everything doesn't come to a screeching halt, you know? Right. It's not sexy. It's not exciting. It's super boring. Nobody wants to do it, but it's necessary. And I know that they can't see this, but I actually take everything. Oh. And because I'm, I'm a solar entrepreneur, right? Mm-hmm. And my fear going into it was with all these processes, what if something happens to me? So, how, so make sure that as part of your planning of getting all that set, you have to have backups and what you're going to do. So I basically take everything and print it and put it in here. Mm-hmm. So well, I've got, you know, our copies of our like seller of travel or our insurance policy and just all of that. And then every year I freshen up all of our information in one. And, and so really pre-planning, a lot of pre-planning. So you guys didn't see it, but I'll just try to describe it to you. She had this really pretty black and white floral designed binder <laughs> with colored tabs. And I think we might have to have a, another podcast conversation about the contents of that binder one of these days. Yes, um, I basically have, again, you can't see it, but like all of our, you know, um, anything that's like business related policies, mm-hmm. um, our bonds, our DBA, everything mm-hmm. is copied in here. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, again, if it's just you, you know, you, you can probably keep that stuff in your head. Oh, I know where my, you know, sellers of travel licenses, but if you've got seven agents working under you using that sellers of travel, they need to know what that number is at minimum. Yes. <laughs> you know? So again, it's, it's not just about you. So organization is key in this business. Time. Yeah. So my question, my next question for you is, do you actively recruit ICs? And if so, how do you differentiate differentiate yourself from other host agencies? And if not, how do that, how do you end up with ICs? So um, over the last year is where I started doing Facebook ads. Okay. Prior to that, um, a few of them came to me from referrals or they were a client. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of, that kind of happened a little more organically. Um, But when I knew that I actively wanted to grow and not just wait for one here, one there, uh, I put together a plan and I do Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. I find that that gave me the best results. And then whoever I bring in, you know, I interview them and we go from there if it's a good fit. Um, as far as when I do the recruiting or the Facebook ads, I was doing it any time prior. And one thing I learned is to bring it on in a, in batches or like certain times of the year, because mm-hmm. if not, you'll be constantly re- like spitting in the same things over and over and over. So I find that um, like this is third quarter, Mm-hmm. So I'm going to actively start um, putting the ads out soon mm-hmm. and then bringing them on and be training in the fourth quarter. And then so every other quarter is where I'm going to kind of do that. And that way, normally it'll um, 
for me personally, I wanted it to coincide with when it's typically wave season, mm-hmm. pre-COVID. And when we're typically on our, you know, more busy, I don't want to be having to train 10 people all at once. And so I'm trying to get into a rhythm that way. So I would say that's really important is to think about your times. Don't just do it anytime because sometimes that is a little too overwhelming. Um, and, And so that's my main focus right now. And I've tried Pinterest, but I haven't gotten anything from there yet. Um, couple have been word of mouth, but mainly Facebook ads is, is where I got it. And as far as what different differentiates us, we both had a hard time with that. Yeah. Word. <laughs> um, I mean, you and I've known each other for a while. We have wonderful friends in this industry. And so all of us are equally great and we all have something to bring to the table. So I think it, it's about connecting. Like when I get on the phone with someone and we start having a conversation mm-hmm. and I can hear their passion and, and it connects for me, I think I'm going to come from a place of, um, we're not just going to be transit, like a transaction. We we're going to be there as a family. So that I, the people that I want to bring on are going to enjoy being a part of something and, and kind of be in that family feel. Cool. Yeah. I like that. And it works perfectly with your, your family traveling. Exactly. (laughs) And and actually backtracking a little bit to the bringing them on through Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. I actually did several types of ads and I found that when I used a Disney focused ad, Mm -hmm. bringing them on, like, are you the Disney go-to, you know, friend, Mm -hmm. everyone goes to, then I was getting more, much Mm -hmm. more. So then those people came in with a connected love mm. of, of a destination or product. And then from there, I have been helping them to develop and not put all their eggs in one basket. So I don't like, just, yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so, so just don't, I, not to focus on the one subject or the one supplier, but the, the whole family kind of focus. Yeah. Yeah. The one Disney agent I had on my team, we, we worked on that quite a bit too, because, well, there's lots of reasons and we don't have to go into that, but I, I like to call Disney the gateway drug to travel agents <laughs> because so many agents come into the industry as Disney specialists and then, and then they brought in out. Um, so it is, it is funny that you noted that like a very specific marketing example. So it, it definitely yeah. is because when I did general ads, Mm-hmm. I didn't get nearly the amount of, of wow. interest. So I'm like, okay, that's where it is. And that's cool. <laughs> and then like I set them up when we train, we start with their Disney training and their training from me. But then I start immediately, you know, talking to them. I make them like choose their top five suppliers, like in idea. training, like yeah. give me five suppliers. And then those are going to be the ones you're going to be like your go-tos. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. So I have two more questions and I feel like they're all kind of related. So I'm just going to kind of ask them to you at the same time. (laughs) And you tell me where you want to go with it, where, okay, where you want to go with it. Um, (laughs) so do you think the IC business model or the queen bee business model is for everything or everyone? And I guess a better way to ask that is what are some good characteristics for someone who's pursuing that model? 
And then just generally speaking, do you have any specific advice for those thinking about recruiting ICs? Um, so I don't think it's for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Um, you, you do have to have a passion for wanting to, um, lead, but, but train and mentor and help. You have to have that passion because there are times where you're going to get questions and you're not going to be able to do your own thing. Sometimes I find that my stuff isn't getting done as quick maybe and because I'm working on things for them. So you're going to want to have that drive and that desire mm -hmm. to to grow. Um, I, I have learned personally that I am actually enjoying that. The more I get involved and do more, I'm actually enjoying mm -hmm. it a lot more than I thought. So <laughs> that's one thing. Um, and I think that you can you don't have to be huge. You can build that model if you wanted to have a few so it's not as overwhelming and you enjoy that to some extent. And then, but just, you, you gotta find your right, your right um, place in that. Like how many is good for you and, and what do you vision your agency being like? Cause, cause if you're an active seller yourself, and you get too big, you're not going to be selling anymore. You know, you're going to need to be focusing on all the, the work stuff. <laughs> um, and as far as advice, I mean, I think everything we have talked about is actually getting everything in place mm -hmm. and, and don't, you're going to make changes as you go. Cause that's what happens, but try not to try to be set up somewhat before you bring that first person on that way you don't have to be learning how to handle it, learning them, training them, and then changing things as you go. So great advice. Being prepared. Yeah, no. And I'm, I'm, I'm so appreciative of having this conversation with you because, you know, you really made me think of things differently too. Like your, um, the way that you bring people in, uh, in like kind of waves, um, Yes. No pun intended, because we tried to avoid bringing them on for wave season, probably. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great idea. And just, um, you know, I, I, I've, ser I've shared similar experiences for sure. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really cool to talk to you. And um, I want to thank you again. And Absolutely. We will share, we'll share your information, how people can get in contact with you. Um, anybody listening is potentially interested in joining Denise's team, um, you know, we'll, we'll have those, that information in the show notes. Uh, and I'll any final parting words, Denise? Um, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, uh, people that get into this, this industry and feel alone, but getting into the right groups, mm -hmm. you're definitely not alone. And there are other owners that are completely willing to, to hold your hand through getting that set up. Yeah. You were telling me beforehand, I don't know if we want to name them, but two other people I know of who are wonderful uh, people and agency owners. Um, she regularly talks to. Yes. Well, and when I started my, you know, queen bee model, I had a couple people that I talked to, to, you know, yeah. to, to work through all those kinks. So having, having your people, um, 
forming those friendships and groups and, Mm -hmm. and groups like KTA, you know, being in groups where, you know, you, you can be vulnerable. You can ask for questions. You're going to get real help. You're it's, it's all, everyone's there for the same reason. So I highly recommend getting involved in that. So yeah, definitely. Thank you. Thanks for your endorsement of KTA <laughs> too. It always means a lot when we get people as awesome as you giving us your stamp of approval. So yeah, um, it's it's definitely. Um, I I couldn't go back to yeah. not being parts of groups. Oh yeah, and, and and there's different groups out there for different reasons and everything. And finding your own home is is good, but really, I I think that people shouldn't have to feel like they're alone in trying to navigate it. You, you so. can't, you can't do it alone. Yeah. Well, on that note, you are not alone. We are all here for you. You listeners, you should know where to find us. If you're not on our public group, um, which is totally free, check us out at the travel advisor training and mentorship group in on Facebook. Um, and of course you can always find us at kinshiptravelacademy.com and we will, as I said, have Denise's information. Thank you so much again, Denise. And have a great day. You too. Hey guys, thanks for listening. We hope you got something great out of today's episode. If you are wondering where you are out of balance in your travel business, take our free quiz at kinshiptravelacademy.com backslash quiz to find out and receive free resources to help bring you into alignment in your travel business. And if you enjoyed today's episode, take a screenshot and share it on social media. Be sure to tag us at Kinship Travel Academy or hashtag Travel CEO. Also, if you loved us, don't forget to leave a review and be sure to hit subscribe. Here's to you. See you at the next level.